How many shelter spaces are available right now? Uh, Mike, I don't have the accurate number, so you know, I don't number. Shouldn't you know that before you move people out? Shouldn't you know how many shelter spaces are available before you tell people to move along? Yeah, pretty good question, right? That's been the question all this week. Where was everyone supposed to go? That was Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim talking to Mike Smith on the morning the decampment process started on Hastings Street. And now it's been ongoing for a few days. We still don't know, though, if everyone was found a place to go to or even what's available out there. So we wanted to get an update on this process and what's been happening. Joining us now is Vancouver City Councilor Rebecca Bly. Thank you for being here this morning. Good morning, Simi. So what is the latest on this? Is the process finished from the City of Vancouver's perspective? Um, in terms of the uh, initial um, um, plan to, to clear the structures um, two days ago, yes, that was completed sort of in that day. And now we work, uh, we're working continuously, engineering staff, homelessness, outreach staff, um, and if needed at all, um, of course, with the support of the VPD are down um, in the downtown east side, in these few blocks, connecting with people as um, new structures may emerge uh, and making sure folks know um, that the structures cannot be left in place um, and need to be moved along. And then, of course, finding shelter um, beds for those that would like to be uh, would like to move indoors. Right. And do we know about that, though? Do we know if everybody was found a shelter bed or someplace to go? You know, I, I Right now, there were um, at least uh, 10 people um, uh, were found um, shelter beds um, in the last, uh, in that very first day, and then another 10 yesterday. So shelter, as we know, shelter beds are quite fluid. These are not permanent um, spaces for people, so so the people do come and go. And as new shelter beds are made available, we're prioritizing to make sure that work very, very quickly working with um, those operators to get people uh Bought inside, and we're we're happy to say that there were out of um, out of um, the new structures that emerged yesterday um, that another ten people did take shelter and live indoors. Right, but there are a lot more than just ten people down there, right? So, is there any process that's being undertaken to track where everybody has gone? We have um, we have uh, we have been tracking people's contact info and and where they are. Of course, there um, there are people camping and sleeping outdoors, sleeping rough all across the city, um, and we know that that is a a a, a, ch- a challenge and absolutely a critical um, metric that we have to continue to ensure that that number comes down as new supportive housing units come online. And we know that the province now is very much at the table and has over the last couple of weeks asserted themselves as taking a leadership role for that integrated um, approach to um, housing and other um, supports related to mental health and addictions. And we're uh, anticipating with their commitment 300 new units coming online by the end of June. And so we're making sure that the information we have as city staff, and we were thanked by many people, to be honest, about their care and concern uh, as as we're tracking who needs um, supportive housing and making sure that we can reach back out to them as soon as we get units online. And of course, this is in partnership with BC Housing, who has a bigger picture regional um, sort of approach, regional picture of, of also what could be available out there and not just centered in the city of Vancouver. Right. But you said could be available. We don't really know, though, do we? What is available out there? Well, you have to remember that the city of Vancouver and and um, our, our primary responsibility in this context is to ensure that, and we have a 
fully staffed up homelessness outreach team, but we are partners, right? We're, we're helping an on the ground um, response to feed that information up to BC housing, which of course is um, the province, uh, the province's responsibility around housing and making sure we're working in partnership. Um, us being able to uh, track all of those units available, we, we can do, and we do get that number regularly from BC housing, but ultimately it's BC housing that is making those decisions about where people are going to go. Right. Councillor Bly, I guess what I wonder is like, what was the planning for this like then in terms of city council Mm -hmm. being briefed on this? Was BC housing at the table? Were those questions asked? Did did you say uh, like how many spaces are available? Where are these people going to go? Were those questions asked before this process was undertaken? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very good question. And, and you know, there's myself um, not necessarily being at those tables, but being briefed after on some of the um, details as we went into this very difficult week um, was that um, there are, we're keeping uh, emergency winter shelters open as long, uh, much longer than we normally would to ensure that we can have the maximum amount of shelter beds available. So of course that was in partnership with local um, operators, but also uh, BC Housing was at the table. Minister Kalon has um, um, undergone uh, roundtables in the community over the past few weeks um, to to better understand what are those services that are needed. The city of Vancouver has been at that table. There had to come a point where we were at the lowest number of structures, recognizing we've been working on um, the fire chief's order that these the the hundreds and hundreds of structures that we had last summer in East Hastings was posing an incredible um, safety risk to everybody, first responders people living on the street, residents in the city, existing housing stock. So for nine months, this plan has been underway to to clear the streets. And it got to a point where no matter how much outreach we did, um, those last 80 structures um, were just sort of um, entrenched and they were not willing to move no matter what. And so we unfortunately had to make that be the day that we have to finish clearing as per the fire chief's order. And from there, anything that emerges now we can work with. But when you're dealing with an entrenched encampment, it goes without saying that the level of violence and the level of risk puts everybody at risk and people are better um, brought indoors as much as possible and certainly not in an entrenched encampment setting that um, propane tanks uh, as I say, the assaults, the reports we were getting every single weekend, I mean, you were reporting on them, others were reporting on them. There had to come a time where we needed to um, to um, have that encampment come to an end fully. And now we're, we're dealing like we have for a decade, uh, the homelessness crisis. And we're very grateful that the city, uh, that the province um, under um, Premier Evie's leadership is now a renewed energy and a renewed commitment, I would say, um, to deal with this crisis um, that we have on our streets when it comes to unhoused people. How long will this process continue? You mentioned that you know you're, you're trying to kind of stay on top of it now as new structures or new tents kind of pop up there. How long will that process continue? You know, I I, I do think it's ongoing to me. Um, I I do think that um, the province recognizes now that we cannot leave these encampments unchecked and let them um, grow to an unmanageable size. So I asked that very question um, yesterday to our city staff and city manager and our, as I mentioned, homelessness teams, engineering teams um, will be down all weekend 
connecting with people and staying on top of this. And hopefully with these new units coming online, um, our, our most sort of difficult to house folks in our city that are really finding it challenging to um, to get into stable housing will be able to do so with um, new units, as I say, coming online by the end of June. So are you content with how this like unfolded? Do you think there are things that could have been done better? You know, I, I, we had, I personally, but I know others as well had, um, were, were very, very, um, what do I want to say? I mean, we were, we were hyper aware of the difficult day that it was going to be. And um, upon reflection, I actually think, you know, despite how challenging it was and, and um, the reality of the situation, it, it, we didn't have huge clashes uh, with with police, um, we've got of course people out there that are advocating um, for for housing, and they ought to. And we need to continue to keep our finger on the pulse. But ultimately, I think our staff did a very good job, and we have heard um, from residents living in SROs and other um, low in, low income housing in the downtown east side that they are very grateful that they can now leave their house and not be um, blocked or or afraid for their safety. They can access groceries, they can get to their services. So. I think we are. People might be surprised to hear we are hearing a lot of um, welcome feedback from from the businesses. And as I say, people who are reaching out to our staff directly on the street are thanking them for being kind, for the supports. We've stored people's belongings. We're doing everything possible to make sure that this is a compassionate approach to something that is very difficult because we're balancing public safety with people who are unhoused and we need need to make sure that we're doing that in a in an empathetic and compassionate way and i'd say that i'm i'm proud of our city staff for for striking that balance over the past nine months to get us to a point where we are today well thank you very much for your time on that this morning thank you very much Cindy.